Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Walking in Childlike Joy. My definition of joy is this. It's the childlike wonder and adventure of working with God instead of working for God. The childlike wonder and adventure of working with God instead of working for God. You know, it's kind of like the mouse and the elephant who went across the bridge and the bridge uh, rumbled a little bit. And on the other side of the bridge, the mouse said, uh, we sure shook that bridge, didn't we? You know, it's kind of like that attitude of, 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 of just working with God and the childlike wonder and Look at Matthew 18, 3, where Jesus said, Unless you're converted and become as a little child, you're not going to enter the kingdom. And, and there's many things in kingdom life that we cannot enter into unless we become childlike. I'm not saying childish. I'm saying childlike. You know, I've tried being dignified in my relationship with God, and that's way overrated. <laughs> you know, David... In, in the Old Testament, he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant. I believe it's in uh, 2 Samuel 6, and he's bringing the Ark of the Covenant back, and he's dancing wildly, and his wife, Michael, uh, criticizes him and, and says something, and David says, I will become even more undignified than this. There's a childlike passion and abandonment that, that was in David. You know, childlikeness uh, also just stirs up wonder, wonder. You know, I love the word wonderful. He's wonderful, wonderful counselor, full of wonder, full of, you know, as children see the wonder in things, as we get older, we tend to not notice the same things. I remember uh, taking my granddaughter on a ministry trip and just the wonders we're going through air, the airports I go through all the time and what she saw and the excitement and you know just being on a plane and uh, it stirred up my wonder again you know another thing that's that's just so uh, wonderful is that we don't know what we're being raised up for that's one of the greatest wonders in life wow what's God preparing us for what's he using in Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good. What are those things turning together for good for? David had no idea. He's out with the sheep where it's leading. All he knew is he loved the right music, worship, take care of sheep faithfully, and play with slingshots. <laughs> he, didn't know, he didn't know where it was going. The childlike wonder. You know, children, I, I read a study and I that children laugh on average 400 times a day, and adults laugh only 15 times a day. And, you know, part of my health and well-being and longevity plan is to laugh 400 times a day minimum. You know, I've had to grow my muscle when I first tried to start doing that. It just seemed impossible. But when you put it all together, and as I'm just talking about joy being a childlike wonder and adventure, and, you know, the the... This adventure piece, it's similar to wonder, but it is an adventure with God. Psalm 
37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that verse is such a great representation of, of delighting and being like a little kid in a candy shop and uh, the adventure of what's going to happen today, what's God going to do today. And, you know, stirring that up within our lives is, is, is so powerful. And, you know, I like how the, the church I'm a part of, Bethel Church, and this movement, we, we have something called fire tunnels. When I minister, I travel a lot, and very frequently we will have a fire tunnel. And what a fire tunnel is, if you've never been a part of it, is a, it usually happens at, at the end of a service. You have two rows of people facing each other. They're about three, four feet apart from each other, and they create a tunnel so other people can walk through it, get blessed, get hands laid on them. And, you know, it becomes, in many places, just a great big party. People, you know, becoming childlike, people getting so touched by the presence of God they can't even stand anymore. Some are shaking, some, you know, laughing, some crying. And, you know, the best party in town should be in church. But what happens under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. Or, or, or to celebrate, because religion only celebrates perfection and, and, and only becomes joyful with perfection. Well, families celebrate progress and becomes joyful with progress. When my oldest grandson was learning to walk, uh, our daughter Heidi, Caden's mom, would send us texts and say, hey, Caden took a step. He took a step. Tell us he took a step. We got all excited. She never said, Caden fell down again. He's such a disappointment. Caden fell down 50 times. He's such an embarrassment. <laughs> no, you know, if, if, if parents were like many Christian leaders and their toddlers trying to walk, they'd say, quit trying to walk. You're being presumptuous and prideful. It's clear you do not have the gift of walking. Because if he had the gift of walking, it wouldn't be so hard. He wouldn't be struggling so much if he had that gift. Besides, if he had the gift of walking, he'd already be walking. <laughs> it's clear that God has sovereignly predestined you with the gift of crawling. You know, I share that in meetings and we laugh. And, you know, one of the points that I'm trying to make is one of the reasons why we're, we can't have beyond the adventure with God is because we feel like if something's hard, something's struggling in our life, we don't have the gift. Try to see someone healed when we pray and they're not. We think we don't have the gift. Try to walk in joy and it's hard. We don't have the gift. Try to speak in front of others and it's difficult. We think we don't have the gift of speaking. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And when we actually understand the process and we grow into our most of our gifts, you know, sometimes God will sovereignly zap us but most of the time we grow into it. And that's where the adventure, wow, I get to grow into it. Those who succeed most also seem to fail most. I used to think it was a good year because I hadn't failed at anything. The Lord says, yeah, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> you didn't do anything. And so this whole thing of the childlike wonder and adventure of working with God instead of working for God, you get this thing of, uh, of working with him. It's, it's again, Lord, what are we going to do? 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, one of, one of my favorite questions asked before a minister is, what would Tigger think? And those of you who've watched Winnie the Pooh, the cartoon, you understand. Tigger's just bouncing all over the place with optimism, can-do attitude, overly enthusiastic. And when we think about working with God instead of working uh, for God, that's, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. Because if we're working for God, then we have a slave mentality. We're, we, we have a, a servant mentality. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. And certainly obedience is important, but I believe our uh, generation of Christians has overemphasized waiting for a command and, and, and just having bad beliefs about ourselves, and which, which robs us of the adventure of working with God. You know, and, and God needs us. God needs us to give him something to work with. When Jesus created wine and John 2, he didn't create it out of thin air. He said, give me, give me those pots, put water in it, give me something to work with. God needs us to be partnering with him. Bill Johnson talks about dreaming with God and God partners with our dream. The temple was David's idea. He partnered with that. And so it, it is this, the childlike wonder and adventure of working with God and not for God. And I say this to you today, you who are listening, that as we stir this up, as, as we just open our eyes and we get that unworthiness thing off of us, and as we actually believe that we're the righteousness of Christ and that we are who he says we are, and, and, and we, we just stop listening to the accuser of the brethren. And again, if we're hurting people or, you know, just let's get help. But for most of us, we, we, we just have to start delighting ourselves. We have to say, I'm going to work with God. I'm going to be childlike. I'm going to be that person. And so today, I just bless you on this, that God partners with people of hope. He partners with dreamers. He partners with people who believe he's so good that just it's good news. The angel said to the shepherds, in Luke 2.10, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. And it says in Psalm 100, Serve the Lord with gladness. You know where that gladness comes? It comes from the, what I'm talking about. And I believe this, when, we let, when we've let go of gladness in a ministry assignment, we've hit the lid of our ministry influence. And I'm not talking about a bad day or a bad week. I'm talking about consistently letting go of gladness because there's lies that are creating that lack of gladness. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. I'm Steve Macklin here. Check out ignitinghope.com. We've got a, a beliefs assessment. We've got an empowerment assessment there, a spirit awareness assessment. It's a great website uh, of resources, blogs that, that's on there. And remember this. We're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody's hoping. Where hope, where there's no hope, all forward movement stops. All progress stops. And remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. It's our strength. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, even though we've all got uncertainties, we've all got personal weaknesses that we want to see stronger, we've all got relational dynamics that we wish were better, we all have areas where we feel like we're failing, we all have pressures in our life. You know, it's never convenient to choose joy. And so today, I release over you an impartation of the joy of the Lord. Stir it up right now. Just start thanking God. Thank you, Lord. You're going to take care of that thing. Thank you that my prayers are working about that. Thank you that your promises are true. Thank you, Lord. I delight myself. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Hey, God bless you today. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Hey, check out our itinerary on Igniting Hope. And also you can sign up for our newsletter on ignitinghope.com. And we will send you an email if I'm going to be, if Wendy and I are going to be in your region. You'll know about that. Plus you'll get a lot of other great encouragement. God bless you. Thank you. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.